with you, turn with me to Galatians, the book of Galatians chapter 6. And I will have to admit, I don't pay too much attention to the clock. I might look at it, but I don't pay much attention to what it says. So, uh, revivals only come, what, once, twice a year? And, uh, you know, and I know some of you have jobs to go to tomorrow, so I... Uh, and school and all that, and I, under, I understand that, so I don't, I don't want to just, uh, you know, I don't want to waste time, but uh, if God speaks, that's the most important part. Galatians chapter 6, and if you're able, would you stand with us for the reading of God's Word, and I uh, want to begin reading at verse 1. These are the words of the Apostle Paul writing. Now remember, he's writing to a church. He's writing to Christian people. And, uh, you know, basically when we think about revival, uh, revival is really for the church. Evangelism takes place after the church gets revived. And if you get revived... Amen, and let God do it for you. And friend, you can make up your mind, let the Lord revive you, whether he does anyone else or not. And if you let the Lord revive you, then evangelism can begin, and souls will be won. All right, Galatians chapter 6, begin reading at verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, anyone have any faults? I better not stop there. If a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual... Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit leap, reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunities, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Father in heaven, we ask you that you would add your blessing to thy word tonight. Lord, help us once again. Lord, you know we don't have the wisdom in ourselves. But, oh God, we need thee. We pray that you would help us to be nothing more than your instrument. Lord, keep us in this spirit. Give us guidance and direction. Lord, we want something to happen this week. Oh, God, may something for eternal value, may it be, take place in hearts this, this week while the, these revival services are on. For your glory, we pray that you would do it. Now help us, we pray. May you get all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. For our scripture text tonight, I would like for you to notice I want to lift for your consideration verse 9 that I read for you from this scripture tonight. Verse 9 that says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint 
not. In due season we shall reap if we faint not. Are any of you all tired tonight? How many is tired? Do you ever get really, really weary till you just say, I just can't go any further? Ever been there? Well, with the help of the Lord, I want to speak to you on the thought of spiritual weariness. Spiritual weariness. Now, we know what it is to get weary physically. And a lot of you raised your hands. You're weary tonight. The older I get, the easier it is to be weary. <laughs> oh, oh my. I was, I was talking to Brother Smith just before service. And I remember my dad years ago when we were working together in evangelism as a family group that my dad, I don't remember what age he was in then at that time. Of course, I was just a young fella. And, you know, maybe we'd be traveling many miles, whatever, and, and my dad would make the comment, well, I just don't come back as quick as I used to. I know exactly what he meant now. I didn't know then, but I do know now. Weariness. But, friend, I want to speak to you. Yes, I know, we do get physically weary, yes. But in spite of everything that goes on, we have a great God God still wants to revive us. He still wants to help us. And so let me ask you, what do you want God to do for you in this revival, in these revival services? Have you set a goal? Have you set a goal to say, I want God to do so and so, whatever it might be. And I want to tell you, beloved, if there's never, ever a time when the church needs a refreshing, when the church needs a refreshing from all the weariness, I don't know about you, when I see everything that goes on in those, this old world and all the sin and everything else, sometimes I'm just weary of it. And I've prayed, oh Lord, come quick, Lord. you know, even so come Lord Jesus. But you know, while we're here, we have a job to do. And God's not going to, he's not going to wind things up until it's his time. But you see, on the other hand, there's times when we just get good and weary of it all. You know, the Apostle Paul, he knew what it was to be spiritually weary. If you ever read much about, and if, you are, if you're a Christian, no doubt you have, if you read over in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 of the words of the Apostle Paul of all that he went through, well, let me just read it to you. And uh, he is writing here and talking about spiritual weariness. I don't think any of us has got to the place where he was. But listen to what he said. Are they not ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent, in death oft, of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. 
Thrice was I beaten with rods, once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. I believe he had a right to think that, man, I'm weary, spiritually weary. In fact, he goes on to tell us over in, uh, well, back up rather, previously in the first chapter of 2 Corinthians, he said uh, that he was pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. Spiritual weariness. Go back into the Old Testament. Elijah was one who suffered spiritual weariness. We might call it depression. Now, I'm going to go on a rabbit trail a second. Is that, is that all right? Well, I'm going anyway, but anyway. You know, some think, well, now if you're the Christian you ought to be, you should never be depressed. Well, they've just never been there then. Amen. There are times when good, saved, and sanctified Christians doesn't mean you don't have a pure heart, but where it does mean we are very much human. And that sometimes the things of this life, it build up on us. Come on. Now, there is danger if we stay there. Now, that's something different. But to Elijah, he knew what it was to suffer depression. He knew what it was to to uh, uh, have spiritual weariness. Well, you, you know, remember what happened to him. Remember he had that great uh, contest between him and the prophets of Baal, you know, and uh, God, how God answered by prayer, uh, fire rather, and, and God came and received his uh, uh, sacrifice. I won't go into all the story. You all probably have read it. Then later on, remember, because the prophets of Baal were all slain, old wicked Jezebel came after Elijah's head, and he began to run, ran out into the wilderness and sat under the juniper tree and said, Oh, Lord, just let me die. Lord, just take my life. Spiritual weariness. Well, what are the symptoms of spiritual weariness? I hope with the help of the Lord. I, you know, I... I I've been trying to pray and get the mind of the Spirit for this first service. And, and you know, sometimes it's hard to know where to get started at. And then it's hard to know where to end, too, as far as that's concerned. But, it's, uh, but, but, you know, everything that we've been going through in the last year and a half or so, all the pressures of life, friend, I want to tell you, it, it, it is something that is enough to make us spiritually weary. Well, what are the, let's look at some of the symptoms just for a few minutes. Uh, well, in fact, every disease has its symptoms, right? And, and you know, actually, let's look at physical weary, weariness. 
What, does, so what are some of the symptoms if one gets physically weary? One is reduced energy, right? When you are physically exhausted, you know, and you are weary, sometimes you'll do just as little as possible to get by with, right? Now, agree with me because we probably have all been there. You know, and, and, and or, or if we don't stop, at least our work will slow down. Weariness. Just been at it for so long. Just been carrying the load for so long. We're weary. Another thing, another symptom, that it gives a distorted vision. Molehills look like mountains. Right? Small problems take on bigger significance. We'll begin to worry and fret over circumstances that before we just ignore it. What is it? Physical weariness. And then another thing uh, that uh, physical weariness will do to us it means that many times there will be a waning interest in things that we used to be interested in. Our responsibilities that may be responsibilities that at times we even enjoy, yet, my friend, they become so difficult to us. And we may even begin to say, well, nobody else has it so hard. I feel so sorry for me. Well, I know you don't say that, but that's where it comes out, isn't it? But you know, friend, these same symptoms apply to spiritual weariness. When we get spiritually weary, we'll have low spiritual energy. Amen. Jobs we used to enjoy, you know, we may still do them, but we're doing them because we know we're supposed to do them and because we know that we are a professed Christian. But uh, we just don't have the energy to really throw ourselves into it like we did. What, was it? what is it? Does it mean that you have sinned? Not necessarily. You're spiritually weary. Amen. It'll also, as it mentioned before, about physical weariness, spiritual weariness will also give us a distorted vision. Make small things look so big. Oh, Lord, help us. Oh, we need to get the right vision, don't we? And then, of course, as I mentioned, too, about physical weariness, Spiritual, spiritual weariness, another symptom is that waning interest that we used to have. I, we begin to focus our eyes on our circumstances. We begin to focus our eyes upon the problems instead of focusing our eyes on the God who was in charge. Amen. And, and therefore, our interests, we have that, we begin to have that why me syndrome. 
Amen. Well, what are some of the causes of spiritual weariness? I hope somehow, maybe, maybe this week, somebody, some of us, will get a good shot of old-time Holy Ghost fire once again. Yes, we all get weary. We get spiritually weary. And I'm not saying there's any sin in it. But I'm glad, thank God, that, that there's, there's a way out of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we'll get to some of that. I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, what are some of the causes uh, for spiritual weariness? Well, in fact, some of the same causes that, that, uh, that, that results in physical weariness are the same, some of the same causes that causes spiritual weariness. Lack of rest. Lack of rest. Man, I tell you, if you don't get enough rest, man, you'll get depleted physically. Come on. Amen. I have to admit, there are times in the past, more so when we're traveling evangelism, I'd try to pray, and I'd go to sleep on my knees. Ever do that? <laughs> I know you're going to say, oh, now, Brother Bender, I'm just, you know, I, I, I do it well, well. Well, you pray for Brother Bender then. <laughs> you know, it, it'll, call, it'll cause physical weariness, lack of rest, lack of the, uh, of the right kind of nutrition. You can't... Uh, you can't feed yourself on junk food and be physically healthy. Now, my wife gets after me because I, she says I use too much sugar. I suppose I do need to cut down, but I like sugar in my coffee, and I like sugar on my cereal. Well, anyway, uh, but I can't live entirely on sugar, and I don't. Right, honey? Oh, no, it's <laughs> but poor nutrition will cause physical weariness. Lack of refreshment. There's times you and I, physically, we just need to get away and maybe take a week of vacation or two or three days at least or, or maybe at least one day. Come on. Refreshment. A lack of, if we do not have it, we will, we will begin to have physical weariness. Some of you, I don't know if you're enjoying this or not. That's okay. By look on your faces, I don't know. You know, you know, I see you all from up here. If you go to sleep, just don't snore, okay? Whatever. But another thing that will cause physical weariness is a disease. Sickness, we know that. A sickness, some can attack, attack the body. But you know, these same things apply spiritually. Same thing applies spiritually. You know, uh, lack of rest, lack of refreshment, one thing, another. You know, I think sometimes, church, and uh, I've been there in the past, 
I'm afraid sometimes spiritually we are living at the edge of our spiritual reserves. Living at the edge. And we think, and we're at the point where if, if the Lord would happen to lay any more burden on us, or if there would anything else happen, we would be so, we are so spiritually weary already that, and so depleted that we would not be able to stand. Are you living on reserves? Come on, folks. You know, uh, I'm sure you all know this. Most of you do. That, uh, and this is where my son gets it, about riding a motorcycle. I've ridden for years. And I remember now, now today, the, motor, the modern motorcycles, they're not like some of the older ones <laughs> that we used to have. You know, a lot of these modern motorcycles they've got today, they've got gas gauges, they've got everything else, all this electronic stuff. But uh, when I was younger riding, you know, a motorcycle, it did not have a gas gauge. You say, how do you know how much gas was in it? Well, you filled it up, tank sometimes. But it had a petcock. One way it was turned on, and then the other way, of course, it had it off. One way was it was off, then there was an on, but then there was a reserve. Now, you could ride that motorcycle with the gas petcock on on until it used up that gasoline. And you could tell pretty quickly when you was going to run out of gas. It began to sputter and jump and whatever, you know. And so what you would do, you would reach down there quick and you would turn the petcock up to reserve. And there would be enough gasoline to go a little ways. You couldn't go around across the state on it. But you could maybe go 30, 40 miles, whatever. And so when you got that petcock on reserve, you knew you better get to a gas station. And how many of us Christians, we've used up everything. Come on, church. We've used up all of our spirituality. We've bumped elbows with the world and with sin and everything around about us. And so we've had to turn it on to reserve. Friend, when we are on reserve, remember, we better get help quick. That's when we need to go back to the filling station. In fact, we ought to go back to the filling station before we have to put it on reserve. Amen. Well, living on the edge. Lord, help us. Then sometimes another cause of spiritual weariness, not only just living on the edge of our spiritual resources, but struggling with inner conflicts, they can also cause spiritual weariness. Not necessarily that they're sinful. They can be. You know, folk, if the devil can't get you and I to go out into sin, he will get us so busy and so tied up and so engaged in other things that we lose our usefulness for the kingdom. That's why we've got to keep fresh. Amen. Praise the Lord. But, but, but struggling over inner conflicts, and those things can be many. They can be varied, and they vary from one person to, to another. You see, what might bother me might not bother you at all, and vice versa as far as that's concerned. 
You see, sometimes people have an inner conflict over their past sins and failures. Friend, we've all been there, and if you haven't, well, I will just say you have been, one way or another. I, I remember one of the churches, and if I mentioned the name of my wife, she'd remember who it is, but this dear lady, about every time, about many times at least, when she would get up and testify, she would testify ab about the past, that it's under the blood. That's good. I, that's great. That's wonderful. I'm glad. Thank God I'm glad he does put the past under. But friend, we don't have to live there. Sure, we know Satan will bring things up to us and he, and he will come and he will tell us we're not forgiven. But friend, if we know it's under the blood, hallelujah, thank God, we can, we can just point the enemy back to the point, point and say, it's covered by the blood. We do not have to, be, have, to, have to have an inner conflict over those things in our past. Sometimes some people have inner conflicts over family issues, family relationships. That's sad. Sometimes uh, their own special circumstances that they can't understand. Also, spiritual weariness can cause by the temptation of self-pity over our own limitations. Friend, I've got limitations. You've got limitations. And the sooner we realize it and let God have control and not worry about it, the better off we'll be. Amen. You know, I, I, you all know this. I, I, I enjoy my son's guitar playing. He's a good guitarist. I'm not. I think of my son-in-law, Matt. Matt and Joy, they've been here. Matt's a wonderful pianist. I just, you know, his, his music, his, his piano playing, you see, he started playing when he was four years old. I mean, it's just a natural ability of, that God gave him. Friend, I don't have that. But thank God for what I can do. And just because someone else, and our friend, I can't preach like a, like a per, Spurgeon or Billy Graham or whatever. But thank God, what? but I want to tell you this, I've got just as good a gospel to preach as they've got. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. We don't have to worry about our limitations over and have self-pity. Amen. Well, I need to move on. Well, how do we overcome spiritual weariness? How do we get victory over it? You know, this is why we have revival. This is why we have revival. When we get spiritually weary and we get wrung out and we've given out and given out and given out. And it's easy to do that. And friend, there's times we need to replenish those, those inner things of our heart and of our spirit. Friend, that's why we have revival. Thank the Lord. And I believe that he will do it. I know he will do it if we will let him do it for us. In fact, he wants to do it for us more than we want it done. Amen. Well, how do we overcome it? Well, just like how do you overcome, how do you overcome physical weariness? 
Well, if you, if you need some rest, then you need to get some good spiritual rest. Amen. I think it was on Uncle Buddy Robinson one time, a long time ago, speaking about some along the line of prayer, like I was saying, I've gone to, you know, uh, gone to sleep on my knees, trying to pray. The best thing for me to do is not stay there and struggle and try to pray, but the best thing for me to do is get, on, get in the bed and go to sleep. Amen. Amen. I can pray a lot better when I'm rested, and so can you. Amen. Now, good preacher, if I am doing it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Get rest. Another thing, the right nutrition. The right exercise. Get some good fresh air. Now, I'm talking here now about spiritual, being spiritually renewed. Overcome spiritual weariness and use our faith. Get the right spiritual food. What is good spiritual nutrition? One is prayer. Amen. Prayer is food, good nutrition for the soul. Amen. Thank the Lord. You see, there is no Christian that can enjoy a vital experience with Christ without taking time to pray. And friend, I cannot tell you how long to pray. I cannot tell you what that's between you and the Lord. But I want to tell you, there is something. Uh, there's something about falling so in love with Jesus that you love to get alone with Him. Thank the Lord. And you see, our prayer life, it needs to get to the point where it's beyond just petitioning, just beyond asking God for something, although we are, we are uh, exhorted to do that in God's Word. But friend, we need to get to the place where we get into a love relationship with Jesus. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. And I don't want to set myself up but as an example. I'm a poor example as far as that's concerned. But I want to tell you, some of the sweetest times I've had is when it's no, my wife's not there, the family, no one there, but just me and the Lord in His presence, enjoying His presence. His Spirit, thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Prayer is the right kind of nutrition. Amen. It needs to be something vital in our Christian walk. You say, do you always feel like praying? No, I don't. I don't. But that doesn't mean I stop praying. You see, there is, the, there is the, also the aspect of discipline in our Christian walk. There are times, as I said earlier, when it is such a sweet time with Him, but then there are other times when I have to take myself and pray because I know I need to pray, even though I don't feel like it. I'm afraid too many Christian people, they, they just start right in the day without ever contacting the Master. And then they wonder why things go wrong. They wonder why, they're, why Satan fights them so much. They wonder why then they get so spiritually weary. Amen. Prayer, daily prayer, makes a difference. Amen. Also, getting into God's Word is the right nutrition. 
that you and I need. Amen. To refresh us spiritually. To get us out of that, that the, 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 the spiritual weariness that we are going through. Getting into God's word. Say, do you, ever, do you understand everything in it? No. Probably never will. And I'll tell you, but I want to tell you, it's like someone said, you know, it's not what I don't understand that bothers me, it's what I do. And there's enough that you and I can understand, amen, that'll get us to heaven. Amen. Tell us how to live. Someone has written, and I, and I quote, I don't know who wrote this, let me quote it to you. The Bible contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions are immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's paradise. Here paradise is restored, heaven is opened, and the gates of hell disclosed. Christ is its grand object, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is a mind of wealth, a paradise of glory, and a river of pleasure. It is given to you in life. It will be opened in the judgment and be, will be remembered forever. It involves a high responsibility, will reward the greatest labor, and will condemn all who trifle with its sacred contents. Praise the Lord for the word of God. Amen. Not only do we need for, to, to cure our spiritual weariness, not only do we need, need the right kind of nutrition, of course, we could go on to other, uh, other aspects of that. We need to go to church. Amen. Faithfully. Amen. And no, I, I can't get after you because you all are here. <laughs> uh, but we need each other. Amen. But then also we need, need exercise. You doing anything for the Lord? Come on. Now, I understand. Please don't misunderstand me. I know that as we grow older, we may not be able to get involved as much as we used to, even though maybe you say, oh, I'd love to, but I just can't. I understand that. That's not what I'm speaking about. But there's always something that God has for us to do. There's always a job. And friend, we need to exercise our spiritual exercise. And you see, exercise, it helps us to breathe deeper, doesn't it? Come on. You begin to exercise, you begin, you'll get, uh, you, you, you'll breathe deeper, your lungs will work better. Amen. We'll get more fresh air. We need the fresh air of obedience. Amen. We've got to be obedient to the Bible standards. We need to be obedient to the standard of the church to which we belong then we need to be obedient to our own personal convictions that God has given to us. You see here we have the three aspects of Christian obedience, of Christian uh, working out their faith. First, there is obedience to God's will. 
God's word, rather, excuse me, obedience to God's word. There are some things in God's word that are plain. When things are plain in God's word, that's no question. There should be no question whatsoever. Amen. If you're going to be a Christian, you're going to love the Lord, you'll obey it. Amen. Then there are standards of the church to which you belong. Amen. If we're going to be uh, true to our church, we will obey the standards of our church. Amen. You say, well, I don't like the standards of my church. Well, why did you join it then? Amen. Either line up or go to another church. Say, I don't like that preacher. Well, it's the truth. Come on, folks. We made the promise when we joined the church. Well, I better go on. And then there are, there are standards of, that are of a personal nature. My personal convictions will not be what yours are. And neither will yours be what mine are. Amen. For you see, there are things that you might be able to do. But God says, Tim, don't do it. Because he knows it'll be a hindrance to me spiritually. Amen. So, God's not being hard. He's just trying to get me to heaven. So I say, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, aren't you glad God works that way? Aren't you glad that God knows our personalities? Aren't you glad that God knows exactly what we need to get us to heaven? He's not trying to be hard on you and I, friend. He's trying to help us to be like his master, like Jesus Christ, our master. He's just trying to get us ready for heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. Then, beloved, we need the fresh air of our faith. Oh, we need to exercise our faith. Someone else wrote this, and I don't even know who, did, who said it, but let me quote it to you. It says, if you want to be distressed, look within. If you want to be defeated, look back. If you want to be discouraged, look ahead. If you want to be distracted, look around. If you want to be delivered, look to Christ. And if you want to be delighted, look up. Let's keep our faith. Let's keep looking up. Praise His name. Praise His name. But there's one more thing that can cause spiritual weariness. And I mentioned it could be a disease. Some type of sickness. It can happen to us physically, but it can also happen to us spiritually. And the spiritual sickness many times of the heart that causes so much spiritual weariness in so many people is a divided nature. A divided heart. And many times you see a Christian, if they will eliminate that divided heart, things will be so much different. Praise the Lord. Have you ever heard the little story about the two-headed turtle? Now, I got this from Fletcher Spruce. He was a great man. But he said that sometime, now I can't say this is true, but anyway, this is where I got it. So, 
He said that one, at one place in the south there was a two-headed turtle. And, but you see, the trouble with that two-headed turtle was that one of the heads had control of two feet on one side and the other head had control of the two feet on the other side. So, that poor turtle sometimes, sometimes one of those heads would want to go one direction and the other head would want to go the other. And so since they controlled the feet on one side and one on the other, that turtle had a bad road to hoe. And sometimes it is said that one of those heads would want to take a nap. And so it would pull its head in the shell and pull its two feet in the shell and go to sleep. But the other head wanted to take a walk. And so it would try to go on a walk. But all it could do would be go in the circles. Have you ever seen any Christians like that? Conflict. Do you see that poor turtle had more trouble with itself than it did with anybody else? It was frustrating. Come on. And you know the Christian that has a divided heart. How frustrating that is. Part of you, part of that Christian wants to serve God. But down inside there is another nature that wants to do something else. Absent of what God wants to do. You know, this is what James calls the... You know, he calls it a double-minded person. Now, it doesn't mean that that double-minded person has two brains. No, it doesn't mean that. But rather, it is what the Bible calls the carnal nature, the carnal mind, and the spiritual mind. And you see, this is a picture of the Christian that is trying to live without total consecration, without total cleansing and the cleansing of the Holy Spirit. Well, thank God there's a remedy. <laughs> oh, there's a remedy for it. If you are spiritually, if you are spiritually pleaded, I'm not saying you're not saved, I'm not saying you're not sanctified, but friend, I want to tell you, you can come to the Master. Tell Him right exactly where you are. You can pray until you touch heaven. Thank God forever. And you can feel his presence once again. Or maybe you are like that poor old turtle. Maybe you know you're saved, but you're frustrated. Because you know you want to do the right thing, but there's something down inside that pulls you the other, other direction. Well, through total consecration and giving self total to the Lord, the Holy Spirit can cleanse you and give you victory. Praise His name. Well, are you spiritually weary tonight? Thank God there's victory for us. Praise His name. Stand with me, please.